Actions speak louder than words. It's an adage lost on the modern man. We're immersed in a culture of words, books, sermons, surface conversations, the kind that happen when we run into other people we really don't want to talk to. You've been there, right? We go to work, words. We go to church, more words. We're designed to be men of action, designed to do something. So why aren't we doing it? What's keeping us out of the action? In this series, we will be discussing how to acknowledge the mess without getting stuck in it. It's time to ruck up, hanging man. Welcome back to the Hangar Podcast. I am Coach Mo, and we are here in the Hangar Studio for another week of incredible discussion and content. I'm here with uh, Ben Derrick, the amazing, undisputed, undefeated heavyweight champion of awesome. <laughs> I thought you were about to say this room. <laughs> and then our uh, our resident millennial. Uh, Chase Hammock is in the, his house. It's a slightly less cool intro than, <laughs> for yeah. the millennial over here. Well, well, yeah, I mean, get in line, Chase. Yeah, <laughs> he, he gives you one like every week, and I'm over here. Yeah, yeah you yeah, cut it uh, every week. <laughs> Balancing the scales of hipster justice, Chase Hammock. I feel like I need to offer you a formal apology for that, Chase. It was it was uncalled for. Listen. This podcast can either go up or go down. It's going whatever way I take it. So <laughs> strap in, boys. Touché. I feel like probably we should save this intro by introducing a topic or, I don't know, saying something meaningful. I mean, we did. We did say Chase Hammock. Now you're just trying to recover. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mo, go. <laughs> say something. Please. All save right, us anyway, all. So, yeah, we are, uh, we are in the series called Ruck Up, and that is with an R. So... Uh, ruck up, and uh, we we are talking about something pretty common. I think. What do you think, Ben? What's what are we talking about today? Yeah, well, I mean, we've just been in this topic of guys that are saying, uh, not even realizing actually that they're they should be in the action. They're on the sidelines, but they're frustrated about it. I love how each week we're being so careful to say ruck up, you know, so we make sure that we uh, enunciate there. But the, yeah, the idea is that men in general are suffering from an illness, and that illness is just not getting involved in, in the action of life and uh, feeling trapped on the sidelines. So today, what I'd like to talk about, and I'm pretty uh, excited about this twist we're throwing on our regular podcast format, is to talk about this um, side of not rucking up that is the comparison trap. That as men, we struggle comparing ourselves to other men uh, either men that are better than us or men that are worse than us. But what I'd like to do is take some time, and I know this is going to shock both of you, but I'd like to take some time not saying as much uh, this week and uh, open up a door for someone else to walk in. I uh, dominated the discussion last week. Uh, but to say to you, and, and and I'd like to throw it to Chase first, so prepare yourself, Chase. All right. I'd like to throw it to Chase first to say, um, do you or have you ever struggled with the comparison trap? Yes, absolutely. Um, I've spent the majority of my life uh, comparing myself to other people around me, specifically other other guys. I don't, you know, it's, you can't really compare men to women so much, but it's really easy to compare yourself to uh, to other to other men. And uh, yeah, like I said, I've spent a large portion of my life doing just that, 
Okay, so have you ever thought about the the deeper question? Have you thought, why do I do this? Or maybe so that you could give the hangerman listening uh, across all generations just a little bit of an idea. What does it What does it feel like when you get caught up comparing yourself to other men? Uh, it, it certainly doesn't help because I think it comes the comparison itself comes from a position of uh, you know insecurity. You know, and like in your strengths or your lack of strengths, you know, things you're good at, things you're not good at, you know, things we talked about last week, your wealth, uh, your power, your influence, stuff like that. And I think the second you kind of you give in to that position of uh, compare comparison, it uh, it only serves to uh, dig the hole deeper. Man, I'd like to uh, present a question. You'd mentioned that it comes from a place of insecurity. Mm hmm. Is it possible that the comparison trap is what causes insecurity? Like the whole chicken and egg thing, what comes first? Yeah, I think it's possible. I'm just like from my specific, um, you know, situation, I know that I, I was insecure first before I started the comparison thing just because, you know, just who I am as a guy. Like I've been short my whole life. I've been super skinny my whole life. You know, puberty happened <laughs> more like, you know. 16 as opposed to usual 13 just every everything kind of culminated so i spent most of my life you know insecure and then i you know the the more i got older you know the easier it was for me to think you know you know i don't really compare to other guys you know the you know the way i think i should or i thought i should yes yeah, so it breeds insecurity or it starts by insecurity what we're kind of mapping out here i love the by the way i just love your honesty in answering that question that was pretty gutsy so i appreciate that uh, but this idea of insecurity, I think, kind of gets down to the root of this comparison trap and calling out the danger that is in it. And also trying to point out here right at the jump that there are three men sitting in the studio right now. And we can all say down to the ground that we've all struggled with this. Wouldn't you say that, Mo? Absolutely. It's, 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 a, it's a, I don't know if it's possible, but um, I think that for myself anyway, it's impossible not to. You know, and, and, and you know, if, if anyone has listened and heard my story or whatever, you know that insecurity plagues me um, and, and my self-worth is really, really down there, you know, really low. So I'm constantly looking at other people and, and comparing myself to other people. So uh, it's definitely something that I know I, I deal with. You know, he's admitted, Chase has admitted to dealing with it. Then Ben, I think that was your way of admitting having dealt with it. Yeah, it was my way of insecurely admitting <laughs> that I, I fall victim to the comparison trap. For me, I think it started, uh, it started really early because I started noticing I was never like the guy that got the girl. Uh, that's when it moved in, into my story because, you know, in sports and other areas, there are always guys that are mediocre, average, better. You know, it's just kind of accepted. But for me, it was capturing the attention of a woman. I just never was able to do that. So I just exploded this false sense of humor and tried to decide, well, how can I be funny to get attention? And so this comparison trap led me to, honestly, to become a guy that I wasn't naturally in order to try to get the attention of females. And I mean, even very young, I just craved attention from girls and because I wasn't getting I was comparing myself to the guy that was who was living in the better neighborhood grew up in the country club or came from a better family or you know his dad had a tab at the country club and he could take the girls up there to the pool and those sorts of things so to me the the experience the comparison trap just made me and I I don't know if this is how you guys feel about it but just made me feel really small 
as a person, you know, and my response to that was tried to try to inflate, you know, to make my ego a little bit larger so that I could, you know, make, make a bigger noise or attract the attention. So I, I don't know if a lot of guys have that experience, but I do have friends that even right now, you know, I'm 37. I have guys that are in my age group that are still trying to get the attention of the woman because they're comparing themselves to guys that have what they, what they like, you know, what they want. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that we're pulling out here with with this uh, comparison trap or this comparison disease even, you know, um, is how it causes inactivity. You know, we're talking about hangar men rucking up and moving forward and being men of action, you know, like you introed with. But um, I feel like one of the big reasons why me personally, why I struggle with activity and just actually going out and doing something is because of comparison. So even if I'm, I'm motivated, right? So this guy tells a story, whatever it is, and man, he really motivates me, gets me wanting to go. And I'm like, yes, 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 I'm going to go. Well, the first thing I do is start comparing myself to either to him or as I'm going down this journey, I run into people on the same path or, or, or going, going towards the same things. And I start comparing myself. Well, wait a minute, that guy's He's really good at this, you know. I mean, sitting sitting here where I'm sitting with, you know, in my opinion, two of the best communicators in the state uh, joining the communication team, right? That's, man, that's, I mean, that's, it's hard not to fall into that comparison trap there too, which would cause me, um, if it wasn't for the leadership and the friendship, which would cause me to, to shy back and not even move forward with it. Yeah, so I, the comparison trap uh, to both of us, I know we've, we've had this conversation off mic before, but the comparison trap for both of us can, can cause us either to suffer from paralysis, that's not taking any action at all, because we just get so wigged out and so paranoid about our abilities, we choose to do nothing, which is a lot of what led to this podcast series about rucking up. One of the other dangerous sides of it to me is that we just become chameleons. We we decide to be whoever we're around. And man, and I, I know, Chase, we can speak to this. Guys your age are really sensitive about this. And I think it's a great thing about your generation that you guys can smell someone from 100 miles away who is being inauthentic. It's, it's trying to be somebody that they're not. And this is a lot of trouble, I think, between the generations of men that are trying to form healthy relationships with one another is that guys my age, Mo's age, we're, we're some of us trapped in this chameleon sort of lifestyle. I'm going to be whoever I'm around. That really takes you guys off, doesn't it, people your age? Yeah, yeah. Lack of uh, genuineness, I guess that's the right word. I don't know. I'm going to use it. Uh, yeah, lack of genuineness. Uh, yeah, it's very, it's a very frustrating type of person to deal with. And I, I'm not, that's not me like trying to call out people that deal with that because that's a very serious thing. And I think a lot of people do deal with that. But it's, yeah, I'd say, you know, with our generation, it's just frustrating because you look for some, there's so much lack of authenticity in the world that when people actually start falling down that path, it's just, it, it's one less person that you can kind of depend on. Yeah, it's, man, it's just so crazy when you start to think about the, the intricacies and how complex this problem is. I think about it in my own marriage. If I'm looking at my wife uh, and, and I'm comparing myself to other men or I'm comparing myself to the ideal that I think she wants inside of our home, 
man, that just frustrates me. It paralyzes me. And then when I fail, the first thing that comes out in our arguments when I get called in this scenario is, I'm just trying to be who you want me to be. And the, one of the first things I hear back from her, and this is just peeling back the curtain here on 15 years of marriage, is that's not at all what she desires. You know, I think most people, whether it's a relationship that's a marriage or, or a friendship between two men, one of the largest desires is that the other person in that relationship would be who they're supposed to be and not who you want them to be, unless that relationship is really unhealthy, which we don't have time to discuss all that today. But men who walk around in all these environments that are in this comparison trap, they're just frustrating the people around them. And I find the guys that I talk to, they're like, man, I don't know why, but my relationships seem to fizzle out at a certain point. Or my friendships are great in the beginning. They're really strong. We have these commonalities as, as dudes. And then I don't know, the guy just disappears after a while. And I think this may be at the root, it's just my proposal today. I think this may be at the root that we're just trapped in this uh, idea of comparison. And because we're not being authentic, we're frustrating the people around us. But here's another big question I have related to comparison. It's not just the people in front of us that we compare ourselves to, right? There's, a, there's another side, another danger to this that um, we want to point out, that we spend a lot of time, as Mo calls it, looking in the rearview mirror, right? Right, man, this is absolutely right. Right now, actually, it's interesting because I'm finding myself in this situation or or I'm recognizing this situation in my life as of now. I'm, I'm recently switched to a different uh, gym, right, a fitness gym. And when I was at this other gym and I was working, I was feeling confident. I was one of these, one of the stronger guys there. You know what I mean? And, and if there were guys who were bigger and stronger than me, they didn't work out when I worked out. Maybe that was strategic on my part. I don't know. But as I switch into a, a different career, which allowed for different hours, which required me to switch to um, a different workout time of the day, but also a different gym for convenience sake, I find myself in a, in a gym with guys who are bigger and stronger than me. So before when I'm feeling confident doing the same things, the same weights, you know, maybe even stronger now than I was then, I'm so confident and so like um, just feeling good about myself. It, it, it's because I was comparing myself to these other guys. Hey, that guy can't pick up as much as me. <laughs> you know, um, now I look around and I'm the other guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like I find myself um, feeling down. So when I was... I was actually, it was just, man, maybe it was last week. I think it was last week. I was on my way home from, from the gym, left early, halfway through my workout, feeling really crappy about myself, thinking how bad I wanted to go back to the other gym just mm. because I wanted to be able to feel good about myself and compare myself to the same guys that I used to compare myself to. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. But I, I can totally identify with the sentiment that you're getting across there. One thing I'd like to pull out here that we I don't want to skip over because I feel like this is a strong misconception that a lot of us have, and that's that men mentally and emotionally are just flatlined. You know, like what you just described is a pretty heavy, tough, emotional battle that you were going through, and that's related, let's be honest, that's related to something very safe, in fitness, you know, you're just talking about being stronger, being healthy. The stakes, I don't want to belittle it, but the stakes aren't as high in that area as there would be in others. And still, you've got all this stuff going on mentally and emotionally. And that really gets to the heart of what you were saying earlier uh, on this podcast, that um, as, as men, this can be paralytic for us because we get so trapped in our own mind. Either we're looking at the guys that are ahead of us, and we think, and I'm just going to speak for all of us just collectively as men, we think, I'm never going to be that guy. 
So I might as well just check out right now. Forget the rucking up. I'm just going to sit here, right? Or we look at the people behind us, and I think the big danger here is we look at the people who aren't as good at whatever thing is that we are, and that allows us to settle for mediocrity. We're just a bunch of average guys because we're looking at the, the people behind us. We're using them in this comparison trap. We're using them as justification for just being average dudes. And I don't know about you, but if somebody came up to me and said, uh, you know how I would describe you, I would describe you as average, man, that would tick me off. You know what I mean? Uh, I think either way in this, what I'm trying to say is either way in this comparison trap, either looking ahead and comparing yourself to people that are better than you or looking back and comparing yourself to people that are worse than you, both of them are bad. Do you guys agree with that? Yes. Yes, a man of few words. Really, such great wow. wisdom. Where do we find this guy to be on a podcast? One word answer, man. Right? You told me to take up a mic, so here I am. Yeah, man. I think it's uh, that's really good insight. I mean, it 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 it. You know, it's even struggling and, and battling with it as I speak right now. Just the idea of how paralytic it is. Yeah, I can hear um, the struggle. I mean, it's just like it's so. Man, it's so annoying. I mean, it really is because, you know, you want to be better. You want to grow. You want to ruck up. I mean, I think that's a natural thing for a man to want to say, why the heck am I stuck here? Right? Like, you're like, this is ridiculous. I know that I'm better than this. I know I'm capable. I know that I could do this, whatever. But I'm stuck here and I can't move forward because I'm just, I'm busy looking at this guy and comparing myself to that guy. And, And I think that... Um, going back to the patterns thing, right? Like we talked, you, you were mentioning how the fitness is a, even a safe place to do that, but it, it, it plagues men in other areas. I, I think that, that if it's manifesting itself in one area of your life, there's a high likelihood that it is lying dormant in other areas, you know? Um, so, so it's there, it's ready. Um, and maybe not lying dormant, but but just lying ready, you know, to attack at any moment. So if I'm sitting here comparing myself to this guy's fitness, you know, what about when I'm sitting with my wife and another couple and they're just an all-star couple, you know what I mean? And I'm thinking to myself, crap, I cannot be that husband to, to my wife. He is so much better at husbanding than I am. And she's looking at this and this is what she's going to want. She's going to, she's going to want to leave me. You know what I mean? So I give up or, or, I mean, you just, you name it. You know, this guy is a much better carpenter than I am. And I'm trying to make my way in this world as a carpenter. Well, I'm never going to be as good as him. So I might as well just give up. You know what I mean? So like these, these, uh, issues, the comparison trap is, is a, a disease, man that just like I think that word paralyzed is is a big word and it, and it leaves you paralyzed and left unchecked those other areas of life it's going to start manifesting itself there too yeah know? for sure I do I think I have a thought right now that's not fully developed but what about this side of competition because I know that competition is is a strong motivator for men I yeah. mean it's like even all the great stories have this sense of competition you right. know and if you if you take a guy, you go outside, and you both pick up rocks in a parking lot, and one guy throws it 15 feet, the other guy's going to throw it 30, and then the next guy throws it 31. I mean, so this idea of comparison with competition can be good, right? I think what, what I was – and I'm the same as you. I don't have a complete thought right here, but, like, I think the flip side of it, and I think it's also a bad side, 
is the side where you're you're comfortable chasing those other guys that are better than you, but that you trying to become as good as them becomes like your identity. Like you become the guy that his his whole purpose now, kind of like we talked about last week, is like, all right, I I need to be that. Otherwise, I'm not going to be satisfied. And that's I think that still is a, a version of a comparison trap. Yeah. So the competition it has a good side, but it also has a bad side. I, I like what you're saying there is that it can it can really overtake who you are. Right. And, and I think the thing that we can help guys with identifying whether they're that person or not is if their life just has one singular focus. Mm. This is all I'm about. This is everything I'm about. And all the other stuff just plays second, third, fourth, fifth place. They don't really care. I am an Ironman triathlete. And I got the tattoos to prove it. And the ribbons on my wall. That's all I'm worried about is being the best Ironman triathlete there, there ever is. Or the best CrossFitter there, that's ever been. Or the best fisherman. Whatever it is, you can look at these guys and they almost look like a, a caricature of masculinity because they're just so lopsided. You can tell, man, you have spent so much time comparing yourself to other men that are, that are good at this. You've decided you're going to be it. You know, the, the funny thing is most of those guys usually, they're, they're not it. <laughs> they're, just, they're just faking that, and everybody knows it, and maybe even they know it, but they're propping up the charade. Uh, you know, maybe it started as something healthy, but I, as men, I don't want to just throw out the idea of competition because Mm-mm. the Bible talks about that. Iron sharpening iron, you know, I, I think a part of that is guys being around each other and looking at each other and saying, hey, man, you can be, you can be better than you are. You know, ruck up, do something, do something about it. Uh, but when you internalize this as a comparison and the, the language mode that you've been using is, I'll never be this, I'll never be that, that when you start to hear internally that defeatist language, then you know there's, there's trouble on the way, right? So here's the big question maybe to make the turn for this week. How do you get out? How do you get out of the comparison trap? How do we help a hanger man listening say, okay, you've convinced me bunch of knuckleheads that everybody's in this comparison trap that men deal with this all right i'll admit it what am i supposed to do i'd like to propose something and i I think it's going to answer that question at least my answer just what i'm getting what what i'm thinking about now um but i think it's going to speak into uh the competition element too because i think they tie in together i think that that competition element the natural desire um and i would go as far as to say the need for a man to compete the need for a man to to battle yeah um, is, is, is natural. So oh, wait, stop there. I'm like, I'm really curious about this now. So the need for competition is you would put it at one of those base layers of something like guys just have to compete. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you look at it, um, man, you, you look at it everywhere. And, and especially if you look at, at small children, you know, I watch my son, my five-year-old son play in the playground and he will take off his shirt and start bucking up to the next guy especially if he's older than him well he's probably just learned that from you (laughs) yeah because yeah i take off my shirt often i'm not a crossfitter but how many times at work have i said mo put your shirt back on (laughs) too many to too many too many um so i think what i think happens is this comparison trap perverts competition so what it does is we what what competition is i believe this is my opinion on it you can do whatever uh, competition is supposed to be me bringing my best against your best and then let the best man win. And whoever wins, yes, you won. You won 
That's it. We competed. I brought my best. You brought your best. Congratulations. Let's do it again next time and see who wins. You know what I mean? So in, in that sense, it's healthy. Um, it, it's not, it's not, I'm coming in there to be better than you necessarily. It's just, I'm coming in there saying I prepared more than you did for this one. It should go back and forth in some cases, but I feel like what we've done is when we started comparing ourselves to others or past greats, we start perverting the, the, the beauty of competition, the, the masculine journey that is competition. Um, and now to, to, to transition into the way out is to go back to, and I keep thinking this is like, a uh, something that just every single day is, is ringing through my mind. Um, and it's Romans 12 two is, uh, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this whole transformation and mind renewal thing is just constantly playing in my head and something I'm always working towards and thinking about. Changing the idea, changing the thought process from look at this guy, I need to be better than that guy, to I want to be the best me possible. To the comparison being how can I be better today than I was tomorrow? Like, I'm going to be better today than I was yesterday, but worse than I am tomorrow. Does that make sense? So constantly improving on self and allowing whatever the results of competition to be a byproduct of your preparedness, of your hard work and your willingness uh, to be better each and every day than yourself. Because that's the only true comparison that you can have. You know, because if you look hard enough, everybody, the three of us in this room you know, you guys are going to be better at something than I am. And I'm going to be better at something than you are. So why is it that we spend so much time finding what that one thing is that you're better than me at and dwelling on that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think the way out of it for me, and this is just my opinion and what I've been thinking about as you guys talk and, and, and that uh, rings through my head, uh, that Romans 12 too, is that I need to shift my thinking and transform my thinking to go from being better than you or being like you, or even having been better than him, to, I need to be better than me. I need to be the best me possible. The me that I was designed to be. Mm. Yeah, that's getting back to that sense of purpose, yeah. What would you say, Chase? I, I love that answer. I'm challenged by it. I mean, you can't throw that on me, because that's like, I think that is the answer. Well, you could just say, I agree. Yeah, yeah, but then that, that seems like a cop-out, so I wanted the prolonged the the forward statement of okay. yeah I agree <laughs> but yeah I think that I think that really is really good because I think that's that's what the Bible calls us to it's uh it's he he gives us specific instructions that better ourselves it's not so that it's the only comparison that we should be having is are we being more Christ like and I think the you know the Bible spends all of it saying that and so I think uh, I think your version of saying being better than the yesterday version of you I think is very accurate, and I think the uh, the kind of you know tag along with that is that like also at the same time comparing yourself or how you are currently as compared to like who God's calling you to be. Does that make sense? Mm. I think I'm saying the exact same thing as you, just you just know, millennial, just millennial. Yes, just yeah. straight up millennial. How many times can we say millennial hipster in one episode? We just call them millennialisms. Millennialisms by Chase Hammock. No, I think I think it's good. I'm sitting here listening, yes. and I, I would love to say that I'm 
I've got this issue licked, you know, like I don't have this comparison thing. Uh, but the truth is, in some respects, I really do. Like, I don't compare myself to guys in certain certain avenues or certain circumstances. But then when I get in um, certain areas of my life and my insecurities are called on or called out, man, this comparison thing rushes on me fast. So I think for me, part of it comes down to uh, self-awareness, just realizing that I'm being baited into a comparison trap because I've got some personal insecurities. And something that I've tried recently with this idea is just checking with Jesus about that insecurity, saying, hey, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really, this is, and I talk to God this way, I don't know if this makes me crazy, but I talk to Jesus this way, like, hey, I'm, I'm having a little bit of an issue with this. Like, I kind of feel like I don't measure up here. And that's making me feel bad. I don't like that. Are you trying to show me something I need to improve? Or is this something that's from the enemy, this particular insecurity? So in that way, it helps me mentally just to back up from the comparison. It's like the danger, you know, like um, you feel kind of the hairs on the back of your neck stand up when you're going towards danger. And that's literally what I feel when I start this comparison trap, because what here's what I hate. I hate the man I become when I'm chasing being like other men. It's just a miserable existence and what I present to people it's it's ugly I usually regret it later so I've got a lot of I've got a lot of battle scars participating in the comparison trap so when I start to feel those insecurities well up in me then I uh, well up that was very like I don't know where that came from it's like the most churchy thing I've ever said when I feel those manifest up manifesting (laughs) up and welling I don't know where that came from but when I start to feel those insecurities happen there we go happen inside of me then it is a huge red flag for me to go whoa wait a minute something is is really wrong here and I actually I have to step back and just stop doing whatever it is I'm doing and say what what is this really about why am I comparing myself to this guy over here and let's since we're talking about fitness let's talk about CrossFit. I'm comparing myself to a guy who's 24 and is like the picture of perfect genetics. And here I am, you know, 37, balding cancer survivor, and I'm frustrated that I can't deadlift as much as that. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Uh, so when I start to sense that that's coming on, I stop and I start to talk to Jesus about it. What is it? What is it that hasn't developed in me here that you want to teach me? in this circumstance to get out of this this comparison trap. It's a big thing for me. I did want to bring up, since you like started throwing the Bible around a, a minute ago, uh, and I've got my laptop in front of me, so I don't want to pretend like I'm real holy, uh, but Galatians 6 says this, don't compare yourself with others. That's pretty cut and dry, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so all right. Don't compare yourself with others. Just look at, and this is what I love about it, that's why I'm mentioning it. Just look at your own work to see if you've done anything to be proud of. You must each accept the responsibilities that are yours. This gives me this mental picture that um, everybody, as we've been saying, everybody's got responsibility. Every man has responsibility. He's got a load to bear. Um, When I start comparing myself to other people, then I'm walking over to that other man and trying to pick up his rucksack And it was never designed for me. The straps aren't going to fit right. The waistband isn't going to hit right. It may be too heavy. It may be too light. I mean, the fact is, God says to us, like you said, Chase, over and over again, I'm not asking you to run somebody else's race. I'm asking you to run your race. 
But if we're constantly comparing ourselves to other dudes, that's just never going to happen. We're going to go from ruck to ruck to ruck, and none of them will have our name on it. And we, you know, we'll just be pursuing a life that isn't even even ours. It just makes so much sense to me the frustration that we experience as a result of this trap. Yeah, I'd like to uh, add one more practical step if we have time, uh, Chase. Yeah. Uh, one more practical step. I think it was just thinking about it as you said that is just to remember and remind yourself that it's okay to admire somebody else's excellence, but don't mistake it for a desire to be that person. You know, so there, I think that there's, there's something that we maybe, maybe mistake, or maybe we've just, um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say other than we've mistaken this, this idea of admiration of somebody's hard work and, and, uh, achievement and we've, we've, we've called it something that it's not, you know, we've turned it into, or we've allowed the temptation, uh, to just start comparing ourselves and, and feel, feel negatively about it instead of saying, dude, that dude worked his butt off to get there, man. Awesome job. I'm really impressed. Um, I don't have to do that. That's not me, but man, that's really awesome. And allow him to motivate you, man. Maybe I want to work hard and maybe I won't be able to get to him, but if he's approaching his best self, I mean, I want to work hard to be my best self too, and I'm going to celebrate his victory, and he's going to celebrate my victory, even if the victories aren't the same. Man, that's so good. I never thought about it that way, but instead of looking at the end results and being jealous over that or trying to compare yourself to that, backing up and saying, how does a man get to a place like that to accomplish something with excellence? What is it that you did? You know, and that way we can start sharing with one another. No matter what our accomplishments are, we can share with each other how we got there, and then we will become better men together. Man, that could be a that could be a fun way to live, you know. Absolutely, I think it's. Uh, I think we find ourselves in 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 a trap a lot of times because we've confused. That's the word I'm looking for. We've confused an emotion. We've confused um, a, a love. Like I I love this person. We've confused that for lust. <laughs> We've confused admiration for jealousy. You know, just because I admire what you're capable of doing doesn't mean I have to be jealous of it. I admire you. I admire LeBron James for being able to do what he does. Not as much. I don't really like him that much, but you know what I mean. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I you admire, use him for an example. I, just admire, first thought. <laughs> I admire these guys and their abilities, but I mean, I don't have to be jealous that I'm not a pro basketball player, mm-hmm. right? I mean, but I can admire that and still be a man and still be um, working towards my best at whatever it is that God has designed for me to do. Yeah, and that is the basic premise that we're saying through this whole series is that God has designed something for each of us to do. God is, His desire is for us to all be excellent at what He's put us together to do. And in being distracted by investigating or tearing apart what someone else was designed to do and trying to be that, we're really turning our back on God's plan for us and turning our back on God. And I think this is maybe one of the biggest dangers that we need to expose in this comparison trap. It it comes down to identity and where we are taking our identity from. Maybe that's one of my biggest answers is that God has given us an identity. That was his responsibility. And I don't know how you guys feel about it. Uh, I think I know, but I believe that God makes good on the things that he's supposed to do. I think he's given me an identity. I think the times in my life where I've experienced the most pain, 
I have stepped outside of that identity and said, no, screw you, God. I've got an identity. I know what I want. I'm going to chase this. I'm going to try to be this guy. In fact, you know, I lost probably 10 years of my life to that. So, you know, I think our final challenge would be, and I I love the fact that we're sitting around these microphones and we don't have it all together. Man, that's so awesome. Churches don't do that much, do they? (laughs) And groups of men, like we're just taking the mask off and not posturing. But I think our challenge to the hangar men that are listening to this today would be to say, stop. Just stop comparing yourself to other men, wherever they are, whoever they are, whichever ones you pick, the one in front of you or the one behind you. Stop comparing yourself to these other men and start digging into what God has designed you to do and compare yourself to that ideal because that's the ideal that's real. Thank you for joining the Hangar Podcast. Man, we depend on you to get the word out. So find a man that you know needs to hear this podcast and share it with them. Take the time, rate it, leave a review, because that's going to help us get those 1 million downloads that we were talking about. Join us next week while we talk about Jesus' two most important words for rucking up. Thank you for listening to The Hangar.